What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chairshot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah. Here it is. It is Monday. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Chair Shot Radio here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Part one of your double dose of Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. Though this week, only a single dose of Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar, because Dave, you're going to finally get my spider bot. Yes. Thanks. I'm gonna st- I am on assignment this week to give are uh we will well we will be talking i guess avengers campus for real next week on bandwagon nerds which i'm really sad to miss because i'm going to miss that show <laughs> while you talk about avengers campus because i have company in town and they are staying with us and full disclosure the recording studio in the adad household is the guest bedroom so no no Patrick O'Dowd for next week's edition well, of Being sure. So you got me this week. I'm sure me and PC Tunney and Ray and maybe Platt can hold it together. But I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the uh the Loki conversation, the season finale. You guys are gonna be talking yes. about that tomorrow. Absolutely. Or today, depending on your perspective, on your K Fabe <laughs> point of view. <laughs> K Fabe Monday. K Fabe Monday as as Dave has pulled back the curtain. Of course, yeah, we don't record these on Mondays. Uh, we wrapped up the hockey season, and then, of course, right after the hockey season ends, uh, our two teams were rumored to be involved in a trade. The The Vladimir Tarasenko era in St. Louis is coming to an end. He wants out. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about hockey. We have put away the hockey music. We have put away the hockey sound bites, And we are starting a new segment that, Dave, right before the show, you named – musical chairs and this is your brainchild and so we're going to talk about that i'm going to let you describe it in a quick second we're going to take our first commercial break though before we get to that you're listening to bandwagon or not bandwagon nerds oh shit you're listening to chair shot radio on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back. So like I said before we went into the commercial break, we are going to start until the NHL season kicks up again next fall, and hopefully it's not 20 months long. Hopefully not a 20-month long season. We are we're going to talk a different passion, one we don't get a chance to talk about on the bandwagon, that's music. And Dave, you had the idea – uh, of a new segment and something for us to do as we kind of while away the off season until the NHL kicks up again. So we're actually, I'm going to hand the reins to Dave to introduce the segment and then we'll get rolling uh, with, with uh, a new leaf. We're turning over a new leaf on our chair shot radio. Yep. We're going to enter the realm of music, which is something it's not just Patrick and I are passionate about it. Just about anybody in the bandwagon nerds chat. You know, one day we got to like get a Patreon and give people access to the bandwagon nerds chat. Cause Chris Platt has some priceless stuff for the, for the right price. We'll let you in so you can read his stuff. But anyway, all of us in the bandwagon nerds chat are very passionate about music. We've all got opinions. We did. I know on bandwagon nerds, uh, one of the shows, it was me and you and DP who did our top 10 musical acts bands of all time. And that was a really, that was, that was the Jim Ryan interview from, yes. um, from Forbes. Right. Right. And that was a really good show and, and a great list. And, and, you know, we, I just got the idea when we were talking about all this stuff that, Hey, you know, since hockey's gone, why don't we do something where, you know, every week we'll come on, Pat will pick a band at random. I won't know who it is. We've, we've agreed not to tell each other in advance. Although this week we kind of guessed who it would be. Um, and he'll talk about that band for 15 minutes, you know, hit some highlights of their career, talk about songs, talk about anything that you really want about the band. And then I'll do the same on the back half. And we're going to call this musical chairs because it's a rotating deal. You know, it's, it's kind of like anybody watch the old game show and, and how they did that or seen a, anybody play musical chairs, you know how it works. So it's kind of like that, you know, we're going to rotate bands and talk about stuff kind of randomly and, and get into things. So yeah, that's that's the concept. We love music. It's um it's a topic that I know we've talked a lot about behind the scenes about getting more of that on the chairshot.com, a bigger presence on the music industry since it's something that is almost universally loved even if you're, you know, you your style of music that you prefer is different from the person to person. But anyway, that's that's the general concept I came up with. I it's you know, it, it beats talking about baseball when your team gives up a record number of runs, you know, and I thought it was that a football. Is, is, I thought it was a football score. Jesus, what is this? Yeah, sorry. To, sorry to hear that, man. So awesome. Um, what kind of direction do you want me to take with this? Do you just want me to lay it out and talk about the band? Like, what are what are you what are you I, looking for? I think it should be anything you want to do. And I mean, I know this this first band that we're going to talk about, there are not going to be big surprises as to who and Patrick and I are choosing. We each went with our favorite band. That shouldn't come as a surprise. But why don't you right. talk, introduce your band, and just we can see where it takes us, man. Fly by the seat of our pants. Absolutely. Know? All right. So like Dave, like you mentioned, my favorite band of all time is is Queen. And if you've listened to Bandwagon Nerds, anybody who knows anything about me knows this. I 
I love I just, I just love this band. And in fact, before before the show today, I uh, had time. I had to mow the old lawn, right? And I, I brought up I um, Apple Music now. I guess it's not iTunes anymore. And played their 1986 Live at Wembley album that is is a recording of them at Wembley Stadium about a year after their famous Live Aid performance. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a second. Just to just to kind of get myself in in the right frame of mind, and I fell in love with this band in the '90s because of the movie Wayne's World. I think I've I've told this story many many times, where not so much it's the role of the song Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie as it was the music video that incorporated footage from Wayne's World that that got replay on MTV and, and VH1 back in the day when those two station still showed music videos on the regular that was on on repeat and i i loved it because you know wayne's world like the characters and the cast you know mike myers and dana carvey are acting fun they're mouthing the lyrics and and of course the big instrumental bridge in the middle of this ridiculously over the top song and you hear the song and you're hearing these vocals and just this this wave of sound and style that was a was operatic and it was rock it was a little metal for for the time it was just it was amazing it blew me away and i remember asking my dad like who's this guy at the piano and like why is like what's up and dad's like oh that's freddie mercury and he's you know he's very unique and special and i was like this this guy's amazing these guys are great and he's like yeah well he's dead and i was like well that's terrible because i i didn't even know he was dead at the time and he was like but my father showed me his old lps and he had a collection of queen music from the seventies. He had night at the opera day at the races news of the world. Um, the three big ones, uh, from that time and all just hit after hit, uh, before he fell off into his land of more classic rock sounding like Ario Speedwagon, kiss and those sorts of like, I had a turntable in my room and I wore out night at the opera and news of the world in particular. Um, day at the race is not so much though. It is, there was a fine, fine album. And from, from there, it's just, I wanted to explore and listen to anything and everything I could by this band, even what I would say is one of the worst albums of all time, hot space. And if you ever want an assault on the ears, listen to the song body language by queen. It's terrible. And even the goats, make bad music from time to time and this that song in particular that that whole album is bad it's only redeeming thing is that it has under pressure on it with uh queen and david bowie like that's it everything else about that album is not good but i i i I explored their whole catalog i have just about everything digital now there's a couple i still don't have the posthumous album that they released made in heaven is is just remarkable and is very very emotional and his tracks that they never released that they were able to bring back and it's freddie's voice one last time i've seen them live in concert twice uh with adam lambert not freddie mercury they don't try to replicate freddie adam lambert doesn't try to be freddie and yeah it's not the same it's still a hell of a show brian may is i would put up there as as good as any guitarist that you can find in the world. Plus, he's got a PhD in astrophysics. Where else can you find that? Um, 
Before before I let you re- react, there's a couple of things that I, I want to point out. Freddie Mercury, in my opinion, for my money, is the greatest frontman of all time. And you know, and and, P, and yes, I know it's biased. I, he's he is my goat. However, I challenge anybody to go on to just go onto YouTube and look at the Queen performance 1985 Live Aid, and in particular, pay attention to the segment of that 20 minute set where they do the song radio gaga and it is immediately followed with freddie doing a call and response singing with 72,000 people and during radio gaga 72,000 people clapping in perfect sync and it's an image of him standing on the stage as a beautiful camera shot over his back and you can just see the entire audience because it's hands over your head doing this double clap and it I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now. I've never seen anything like it and I can't imagine what that was like live. And then to follow that up with this call and response, the crowd just ate it, ate it up to death. Musically, they were all, all four of the original members were brilliant. Uh, Even the bass player, John Deacon, who didn't write as many songs, he has their most popular hit in America. Another One Bites the Dust was written by John Deacon, um, which doesn't surprise you when you listen to that bass line. Like, there's a reason that bass line is special. And what people don't know about that song is people always think that there's synthesizers involved in that. Nope, they didn't use synthesizers. They were so good with creating sound and unique sounds and just pushing their own envelope. And to start with like this, they started as this very much a prog rock classic rock in the vein of like led zeppelin if you go listen to the song the prophet song on uh, night at the opera it's a nine minute opus to to the to the to the feel of like a like a stairway to heaven to in the early 80s playing music that you would hear in the clubs to anthem rock like we will rock you and we will the ch- we are the champions to kind of taking a little bit of a softer and going a little more electric and a little more synth towards the end of the eighties, right up until Freddie, like they were recording until Freddie died in 91. And that last album, a miracle, he was in such bad shape or not an album while literally dying. Um, and sometimes could only record for 20 to 30 minutes at a time before he had to call it a day. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. I love them. When I, when I hear Freddie sing love of my life, I still choke up. It's they're my favorite band and I, I I can't I hope that they're I hope that Brian May and Roger Taylor are still alive when long enough to come back to the States one more time to do another tour because I want to see them at least one more time. Every time they're on stateside, I want to see them. Wow. Yeah, I I mean it's hard to <laughs> hard to add a lot to that from from my standpoint, uh, my first introduction to Queen was, uh, I think News of the World had come out. And, and I, I mean, I distinctly remember getting the album Queen Live Killers, which is one of the best live yeah. albums that I ever had. Sure. And, and, and the actual version of uh, Love of My Life that I prefer over all of them is on Live Killers. Uh, I love that version. Uh, I distinctly remember during when the United States hockey team won the gold medal playing we are the champions blasting it through the house and that of that song of course has become synonymous with teams winning the championship including like the washington capitals in 2018 so that was a big moment um but yeah queen is is 
I mean, I would say Brian May, Roger Taylor, John Deacon are probably really underrated as musicians simply because Freddie uh, is such a powerful front man and such a powerful figure. Uh, and and one of, if not the best singers of all time is Freddie Mercury. I, I tend to agree with you that as far as front men, he's number one, or at least in the discussion for number one, no doubt about that. The um, The performance at Live Aid, was and still is the greatest live performance that I've ever seen. And it's interesting from our perspective, from my perspective, in, in 1985, you know, I was 17 years old. We were genuinely more excited. I mean, Queen was like not on a radar so much. And, and I think it's important to note that the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, I like the movie a lot. It's historically and woefully inad- inaccurate. But I'd like, I mean, Rami's performance was tremendous. He deserved it. It was phenomenal. Huh? It was very good. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't dig the movie because of the historical inaccuracy. And it's important to note yeah. that Queen hadn't been apart for three years before they took the stage in, in, yeah, in Wembley. They, really they had been recording and touring regularly. So the fact that they came on there and put out that kind of performance isn't really shocking. But from my from our standpoint, we were genuinely more excited about Led Zeppelin reuniting for the first time since really John Bonham had died and Queen just absolutely stole the entire show to use wrestling parlance. And, 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 you know, Led Zeppelin's performance was fine, but it was not Queen. And, and I mean, I think that's, that's nobody remembers anything else about live aid no. except for the Queen performance. Right. Really. And truly. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and it's, and, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a, you know, Queen, just knocked it so far out of the park. That's all you remember. But really, if you go back and watch those two shows, there are some really good performances oh, by yeah. a lot of bands. Uh, but Queen, you just, two, yeah. you two had a performance. Yeah, that, absolutely. Right? And Zeppelin's performance was really good as well. But yeah, Queen outshone everybody, and I think that's that's a testament to just how great that they are. There's, um, you, you know, it's funny. Like I wasn't really aware of Bohemian Rhapsody that much until Wayne's World came out. I'd heard it a couple times. But that imagery of them headbanging to that, that where they transition from the orchestral kind of more melodic operatic sort of tone to just straight up heavy metal is, is one of those, those uh, iconic moments from films and music. But they are a tremendous, magnificent band who I, they are easily one of my favorites as well. I, I mean, I can't say enough about them. I, I wish, you know, and I mean... And it's just unfortunate the timing of everything and, and Freddie's battles with so many different things that took him out so early. Um, but yeah, it's a great it's a great call, man. I, I mean, I knew they were your favorite. You know, they're one of my favorites. It, it, they are they're iconic and, and tremendous for a reason. I, I you know, yeah. what is um like so have, like if, oh. if I put you on the spot, like, do you have a favorite Queen song or is that too hard of my a question? Fav- my favorite. Well, because I was actually going to ask if how you felt about um, each of us dropping maybe a lesser known song by the artist we picked that I think everybody should listen that we think people should listen to. So, yes, I'm, I'm equipped for that easily. Uh, my favorite Queen song of all time is actually going to be my low-key song that I think everybody should listen to. And that is on the News of the World album. It is the very last track on the album, and it is called My Melancholy Blues. And it is Freddie at a piano singing what 
I can all like I don't even know. It's just beautiful um, of him singing this just jazzy blues song that I I, I can't even uh, begin to describe. It's it's gorgeous and it's just sort of just tacked there on the end. And, and so I really think if you want to explore the other reason why I love Queen so much and people who know me probably would have thought that I was going to say somebody to love as my favorite Queen song of all time. It's one I love to sing. I sing it at karaoke all the time. Craig DeMarco himself heard me sing it at Vegas. Um, but my melancholy blues, like my heart grows when I hear it. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's perfect. And like I said, it's just Freddie alone on a piano. And it's this beautiful coda to my favorite album by them. News of the world is my favorite album Yeah, by I, queen. The fact that you would sing uh, queen and karaoke is testament to you. That's pretty ballsy, man. That's that they're not easy to do. That's, that's for sure. But you're, you're an accomplished singer in your own right. Um, so that's, that's awesome. If I was picking a queen song, that's kind of flying under the radar that I absolutely love. It was in Bohemian Rhapsody. albeit very briefly. But it's uh, it's spread your wings. I absolutely love that song. Also on the News of the World album. Yep, exactly. Very uh, good song. Yep, it's a great song. The video. I, I mean, I love the video. It had to be cold as fuck out there. If you watch the video, they're yes. all wearing like, you know, back when Fur wearing fur coats was still PC. You know, they're all they're all decked out in that stuff, and it's a great, tremendous song. Uh, it's it's more on Queen's rock side of their radar than some of the other stuff, but I absolutely. Absolutely love that song. I, there's you can't go wrong with that album. There's too much good stuff on there. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it, everyone. Patrick O'Dowd's favorite band of all time, Queen. Give a listen to the song "Spread Your Wings" and "My Melancholy Blues." Both terrific, terrific tracks um, that most people don't really know. We're going to take another quick commercial break here. And when we come back, we will talk about Dave's favorite band of all time. You're listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Now, before we go to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that you need to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot and check out one of our many chairshot.com t-shirts we've got everything from the og chairshot logo to shirts for the various shows that you listen to each and every week including dave and i's own bandwagon nerds shirts run at about 19.99 or if you're feeling a little fancy you can spend a few dollars more get it soft style and feel all nice and comfy around your giblets we put out a lot of quality content. We do it daily, three times a day. That is not easy to do. It costs a lot of money. And the best way that you can support us and help us keep giving you that quality content is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, when we come back, David Ungar's favorite band on this week's edition of Musical Chairs. You're listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back. 
Dave? Yeah. The mystery wasn't very big around me. No, and it shouldn't be very big around me either. Anybody who's listened to, uh, in fact, that episode that we were talking about earlier on Bandwagon Nerds knows that uh, my favorite band is Green Day, uh, favorite band of all time. And, and and I mean, this this is a band that I, I mean, I remember when they first hit the mainstream, which was, I think, in 93 or 94. And it was uh, Longview was the song that I heard. And I thought they were a British band because Billy Joe kind of sounded a little bit British, but they are very far <laughs> not a British band. This is a a, a band who I, I mean, they they I love these guys because. I always kind of dug the more aggressive, faster style of music. Uh, Punk rock was always something I kind of was into, but Green Day did something different with punk rock, and they kind of created the concept of of almost power punk or punk pop sort of music, and and they did it and and in a way that hadn't been done before, bringing it mainstream. And I mean, yeah, the Ramones had gotten attention to punk rock, the Sex Pistols as well. But not like what Green Day had done, where it broke through and, you know, you had a punk band at the top of the Billboard charts appearing on Letterman, appearing on all these shows. But their history to me is fascinating because they, they started off, you know, playing um, the, that uh, on Gilman Street up in the Bay Area. And that was a place that they had a standing rule that you couldn't play there if you were assigned to a major label. And that was one of the big turning points for Green Day was when. They it, it quickly became apparent, hey, these guys are really good. And they signed to, I think it was uh, Reprise Records, and they put out Dookie, and they couldn't play these small clubs anymore. So half their fan base kind of rejected them, said, you guys are sellouts. And the other half were like, no, they're great, and we're going to stand by them. And then, of course, you know, Dookie went on and, and just redefined who they were and, and, and was their big breakthrough. And then they kind of went into this phase for like, they were still putting out really good music. Like Insomniac's a good album. Nimrod's a really good album. Warning's a little bit of a different album in a different way. They were still putting out great music and lost in all that stuff as they put out Good Riddance, which became a crossover hit and is sung by, you know, God knows how many people at any any event that you you can get to. Um, but they are, their record sales are really, really lagging. And, and then they come out with American Idiot in 2004 and reinvent themselves a second time, which is hard to do. I mean, most bands, if they break through once, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Green Day actually broke through twice. And American Idiot compared that to Dookie. Musically, there's some similarities, but lyrically, the message is completely different because American Idiot is a very politically... Uh, charged album and, and they didn't hold back going after the Bush administration and some of the stuff going on. So I know Patrick, you uh, probably appreciate that. Uh, and you know, and it was a time where that wasn't looked upon too fondly, but it didn't hurt their record sales and people rallied behind them. And then they, then they became, you know, may even more mainstream. And I, I think that, you know, as far as their talent goes, Billy Joe's a really good songwriter. He's he's a good solid guitarist. He's not like on Brian May's level, but he doesn't have to be for what they're doing. And and right. and, and you know they they've got you know the fourth member of Green Day who uh, I, I Jason Freeze I think or I'm not Jason White I forget what his name is but he's there as a fourth member. But um, Mike Durnt is a very solid bassist. Again, I'm not sure I put him on John Deacon's category. Uh, Trey Cool as a drummer though doesn't really have to take a backseat to anybody that is, that is a guy who 
came in with a lot of energy. He's 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 the comedic relief of the band. Uh, when you listen to some of their songs that are just tremendous, and you listen to what Trey's doing on drums, it's it's really remarkable. But they've been as far as like making punk music more accessible and mainstream and and redefining what that kind of music is green day is 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 by far and away i mean the most influential band in that genre so they've just i've seen them live four times i i've seen them and one of them was at the rose bowl in pasadena which is a remarkable experience to see a band like that in that stadium they are they are you know they they don't put on a performance live aid like like queen did but they're you know, you've been to see enough concerts. There's bands who are really good live and then some who really lose a lot live. Queen is or not Queen. Green Day is one of those bands that live. They are really, really, really good. And it sounds very much like the studio album. So I've seen them a bunch of times. They always put on a good show. Uh, they've evolved with the times as they've gotten older. They're not kids anymore. They're all in their 40s. But, you know, when you've got a band that's already been inducted in the Hall of Fame and they're still active. That's kind of rare. You don't see that too often. And, and they are they are that type of band. Um, you know, I, I don't know where you put them on your pantheon of great bands or if there's somebody you're into, but I yield the floor to you, my friend. I mean, I appreciate Green Day. I ha- I have the following Green. I have I have five of their albums. So, you know, like not not everything. I think everybody in the nineties had Dookie. Yeah. Right? Like every everybody in nineties had that CD with the the warhead explosion cloud and all that like the the that draw stuff. Uh I'm not so much of a, a Green Day fan that I can be like, hey, here's this obscure song that you should really listen to. Uh but you talked about it. You gotta really respect a a, a band and an artist and, and you know and, and Billy Joe Armstrong who um not only you know you talked about the reinvention he he not only brought punk to the mainstream, but then brought it to theater. Like American the Idiot was was a Broadway play. Still, is. Um, still, still on Broadway. He, he he appeared in that show for for like for like one show. Like he did like one play of it, and got to live out that sort of dream. And so, you know, as artists, they they've you, you can't argue where they they started as a part of punk and are now the elder statesmen of punk. Uh, and you know, and are mainstream, yeah. And so they're less punk than they used to be, but that's okay. In fact, that's what artists do. Is you know, people people talk about it being for the art. It's also their living. And you know, Green Day and all these artists have found a way to not only express their art, but be very very successful doing it, and and and. and make a lot of money doing it and yeah mad respect for green day uh i'll I'll give my my personal like favorite tune when i come around is my is my personal favorite green day tune it's an easy tune to sing along with it's a little more mellow it's a little more relaxed i get it um speaking of karaoke uh i have done basket case on more than one occasion (laughs) talk i mean that's one thing about green day that that we should maybe mention that they did really really well that queen didn't have an opportunity to do is the music video aspect of things and green day capitalized on you know this is the mtv i, I, I don't know i the i want to break free music video is iconic yeah, where they're is. all yeah you're, but it, you're right that's true but i think uh, you know queen 
Freddie died in what ninety one? Was that when he died? And and I mean, right. MTV had been yeah. I mean, it was a big thing, sure. Um, I think yeah, like they have, they have plenty of videos from the eighties, right. Um, right? But yeah, I would say their most iconic and known one is the "I Want to Break Free" one with Freddie and Drag and not shaving his mustache. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, true. But I think like one of the things that helped Dookie become so successful were the videos for Longview and especially the video for Basket Case, which is. I mean, in the mental asylum with all the crazy people wandering around and and those three guys being crazy as well. But that song is, uh, you know, and I used to play guitar from a guitarist standpoint. That song's kind of hard to play because there's no he's kind of jumping all over the place with the with the uh, rhythm track. Uh, but it, they're yeah, Basket Case is a tremendous song. I mean, there's Dookie is just like. And I mean, everybody remembers back in the days when Dookie was out. Remember, they had the hidden songs on the CDs. You know, you, you would yep. have it'd be silent for five minutes, and then long. yeah, that, exactly that one, which, which now digitally, yeah, that one. Sorry, that's okay. Digitally now, it, you can you know that's just I kind was of, of you. <laughs> yeah, what were you? What were you doing alone in your parents' or in your sister's room? Anyway, but uh, I, as far as like my favorite Green Day song, I don't know if I can actually answer that. That that's. That's hard because I just I, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. But I will say, as far as like ones to check out, um, I love the album Insomniac. Insomniac came out after Dookie did, and and you know it had an impossible legacy to live up to, similar to Twenty First Century Breakdown coming out after American Idiot, impossible legacy to live up to. But Insomniac is a really really solid follow up to Dookie, and you can see them evolve just a little bit. Uh, songs on there that I really would tell people to check out 86 is fantastic um westbound train or westbound sign excuse me is uh is another one I, that was in like the cars trailer when cars was first coming out they use that but yeah listen to insomniac i think this is the 25th anniversary of the album this year uh go check it out if you haven't because it is really really a solid piece of work by green day Excellent, excellent. Well, and that's going to do it for this week's first go-around in the segment, Musical Chairs. Well done, Dave. Quality tunes from our favorite bands to listen to. We're going to head out of here now, but before we go, Dave, tell everybody where to find you on the socials. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Dave and I are here this morning on Chair Shot Radio. You will catch us most every Monday afternoon, just not this Monday afternoon, on Bandwagon Nerds. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this segment. And that's going to do it for your Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chair Shot dot com
MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.